what up? E Love. Only Touch Great Podcast coming up. Peace out. To the John B. Pub. We got the best beers, steaks, chicken wings, nachos in town. Come see us at the John B. Pub. The John B. Pub, the best bar in town. Come sign up for our football pool. Say hey, St. Ying. The number one sports podcast in Vancouver with Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. Are taking over the podcast scene in Vancouver. Get down or lay down.
without him anyways he maybe will be joining us or he should be joining us anytime uh he's from he's from kansas city i'm from vancouver canada oh bc i love bc one of my favorite places is whistler man okay you you, you go there often huh have you been there often i've been there like uh about four times in the last seven years oh okay yeah i love to snow I was trying to get up there at least once a season. Oh, okay. So you're a snowboarder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like snowboarding. Yeah. I never really picked it up. I couldn't figure it out. I'm more of a skier because I play hockey. Okay, well, there you go. I don't really skate that well. My skating's mediocre, but uh, I'm a pretty good snowboard. Okay, that's cool. That was one thing. I had a question a couple in here that was going to be, did you play any sports growing up? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was great in baseball. I was... I was all American in high school in baseball. Yeah. Okay. I so, got drafted everything. Oh, you did? Oh yeah, Cincinnati Reds. Okay, sweet. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't have that anywhere in my notes. Huh? I didn't have that anywhere in my notes, so that's good to know. Going to high school, you know, you, you in high school you somewhat forget what you did in high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I start thinking like, yeah, I play, yeah, I'm pretty good in baseball. You know? Yeah. So born in New York, what was childhood like for you growing up? Huh? Born in New York, what was childhood like for you growing up? Uh, man, New York moves fast, nonstop pace. You know, we're, we're playing hooky on the trains from Queens to Coney Island on the F train. Get off of Coney Island, have a couple of, uh, dot, you, know, uh, you know, Nathan hot dogs, ride a couple of rides, get back on and uh, hit Manhattan. Then you, next thing you know, you're back in Queens. I mean, New York was just fun growing up as a kid. From high school to junior high school, a laugh a minute, great class, had some great uh, classmates. And, you know, New York was just fun. Was, the 80s was, to me, the best time because everybody was starting off at the same pace and the same place. So 80s made everybody. It made Russell Simmons. It made Def Jam. It even made the president of the former president of the United States. He wrote, we saw Donald Trump rise in the 80s. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it was a great time. Great time to be in New York at that time. Okay, this is a question. Really getting going, you know? Yeah, this is a question I had way down here. Uh, Since we're talking about going back in time, if you had a time machine and you could take it to any era, what era would you want to go to? 80s. Either the 60s or the 80s, because, you know, at that time, Woodstock was just, I mean, the music at that time was just exploding. You know what I mean? A guy being the 60s or the 80s, probably the 60s. You know, I already experienced the 80s, so I'm going to go 60s this time. Yeah. Okay. How did you first get into music, and who influenced you as a young artist? Uh, you know, I, I started playing in the high school band and uh, got kicked out of the band, so I just kept playing. And there was a guy in my neighborhood named Frankie Carr. You know, he used to play with uh, all the greats like uh, 
like uh, you know, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix back in the day. He was one of those guys that toured or played with everybody. Really incredible bass player. I was interested, but Frankie made me more interested. And uh, after my time, I'm like, this is it right here. This is this is the path I should be on. And if you were having a dream dinner party and you can sit down with three famous other people, other famous people, who would you want to sit down with? Wow. Uh, definitely got to be, uh, I would say, Muhammad Ali. Okay. Bob Marley. And uh, I want Elvis at that table. <laughs> okay, sweet. I want Elvis at Okay, my th my three are uh, Tupac, uh, Seth Rogen, the comedian, because okay. he's from because he's from Vancouver, okay. and th and then I gotta see Shakira's hips, so I gotta say Shakira. Hey, there you go, well, Shakira, no doubts about. It. I totally understand that. But I'm listening to that. <laughs> um, 1985, you produced LL's first single, Radio. Can you tell us a little about that track back then? I mean, I was only three. I'm an 83, so. Oh, man. That, I mean, you know, just coming off, I need to beat that single. And everybody had expectations at that time. Just like when you sign a number one draft pick, that team has expectations. Uh, we was expecting to do well. And just being in Chongqing every day with Todd and Cut and Rick Rubin, everybody's, this is like everybody's first first. So. Uh, we bring in, each person bringing different things to it. Uh, you know, Todd's an incredible writer, incredible strategist. Uh, ideas never stop coming. Rick's a very creative guy. Myself was getting to that level. You know, we were still trying to feel things out. You have a lot of ideas, and some hit, some does not. And uh, next thing you know, they drop a radio. We actually did not have a video for radio. But we had a movie that came out at the same time that we had a song in the soundtrack. And we happened to be in the movie that was called Crush Groove. It was, it was a theatrical release by Warner Brothers. Did you see that? No, not that I know of, but I've heard of it. It's on Netflix. You, you got to rent Crush Groove. All okay. the fans rent that movie because that was the movie at that time that was based somewhat on Russell Simmons' life and how he was starting okay. that. Okay, I'm. I, I maybe I did see that many years ago, right? It's not. Oh, it's not new. Matter of fact, I had Sheila in. It was Sheila E, Run DMC, Curtis Blow, New Edition, The Fat Boys, and Blair Underwood. That was his first theatrical role. And since you brought up Rick Rubin, I had a question about him later. Uh, how influential to the game has he been at the music game? Say it again. How influential has Rick Rubin been to the music game over the years? Oh, man, Rick, 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 Rick's been, Rick been beyond instrumental. I mean, from LL to the BCs to, to uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. The list goes on. I mean, th this guy has worked with the top artists, top genre, and got the top results. He's one of the definitely one of the best in of our era, no fans about that's for sure. I gotta agree with that one. I I knew he did all the music for you guys back in the day, and then uh, you guys worked really close to them. And then recently, he did an Eminem song. Uh, oh yeah, you know, a couple of them, I think. It's a long list, you know. Yeah, that's for sure. 
Okay. Um, okay, what was it like being one of the first artists on Def Jam back then and having to actually do, because you guys had to hustle. You guys had to work and hard. There was no internet to put it out. And you had like street teams and you were like one of the best street teams around, I read. Yeah, well, I started the street team in the 80s, around 84. I was working for a guy named Peter Gation. Peter Gation owned three of the top nightclubs in New York City. He owned the Limelight, he owned the Palladium, and he owned the Tunnel, Ultimate Hip Hop Spot. You heard about the Tunnel. Yeah, I but definitely heard the Tunnel. I, 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 we were the guys that were responsible for the street team, bringing out people from the sports world to the entertainment world to the technology world. So we, we did the posters, bust out billboards. This is 1984. There's no digital at this point. We barely had beepers, you know what I'm saying? So uh, the way how we did posters, bus out billboards, mom and pop stores, subway, subway bus stops, we had storefronts. We created that movement that launched Def Jam. Yeah, that was definitely it. And uh, introducing right now, my buddy's just popping in here from Kansas City. Oh, I love. Hey, I had to. I had to work, man. Just had to work. I was like, I was like, yo, I'm a huge fan of y'all's, and I was like, yo, the whole time I never knew this was you in the silhouette, and I was like, yo, I can't wait to talk about this because this is one of my favorite logos of hip hop of all time. I put that. I mean, everybody. I'll go in all of hip hop. Right, yeah. all of hip hop. For real, oh. that's no doubt. You even, oh. you even got people big, big and big keep wearing that. Like it's always, it's an honor just to talk to you, man. Because this is one of this is one of my favorite jeans, man. Just hey, you can't never get better than this. I appreciate bro. And thank you, on, thank while, you. While we're on that, can you tell us how that came about, the whole logo? Oh, well, I get a call from Bill Stephanie. Bill Stephanie, Bill Stephanie was working with Def Jam and Public Enemy at the same time. So Bill calls me up, hey, uh, hey, Chuck wants to talk to you. I was like, great, no problem. Uh, meet him at the studio. So I met him at the studio. He said, yo, E, uh, there was a picture of you in this magazine. I want to take that picture, and I want to sketch you out, and I want to make you the logo of Public Enemy. Of course, we're going to pay you. So we, we did a little agreement. And uh, oh, next thing you know, every logo, every T-shirt, every poster. <laughs> right. Every- they said they said he was like a huge artist. You know what I'm saying? Like he was good at, you know, creating, you know, you know, pictures and stuff. And so Chuck I was is like. A graphic artist. Chuck is a probably yeah. graphic. Yeah, he's a, right. He's graphic a- artist. Right. Yeah. You know, this this having that and what would you think about it? Like when you see like big people like like The Rock wearing, you know, what I'm saying wearing that logo. Like how how does that feel? I, I you know I was I was I was doing an interview with uh, somebody yesterday. And he actually have have to have a tattoo on his arm. I said no way. He's yeah, like, it's huge. It's huge though. Unbelievable. That's that's amazing. Yeah, so I was kind of blown away, but yeah. I'm, right. I'm totally thrilled about it. I mean, PE is one of my favorite groups. 
me and Flav and Flav, I mean, Flav's a really good friend. I'm, I'm with Flav like three times a week. You know what I'm saying? Oh, me, my Robert. gosh. Oh, my gosh. Flavor, Flav. Hey, I, I love him. 911 yeah, ain't no job. Oh, man. I used to always. And love, on that, that was note, one of my mom's favorite songs. I ain't gonna lie. Like, we used to have 911. Hey, we used to be like, get up, but get, get, get down. 911, where's the late crown? Yo, we used to jam that shit to death. We jammed everything to death, especially the LLs and whenever, like, whenever y'all was out there, like, we used to love that shit. Like, we, we were all, we, we all wanted to be cool like y'all. I appreciate you, baby. You and KC? Yeah. Okay, I see y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My boy. Yeah. A tech nine. Yeah. 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 Tech nine. Tech hey, nine, hey, man. Tech, tech nine is here tomorrow in, in my city. I'm going to see him tomorrow. Are right. You... Yeah, he's yeah. Tech, tech, tech nine is in Coquitlam tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's... I also met Flavor Flav in Coquitlam at the bar like a block from here. Oh really? Okay, yeah, that's my yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's crazy because um, tech is real close with um some of my family members because they used to do music together. Like earlier before, like he like he got put on and stuff. Like they've been doing stuff, you know what I mean, for like years. You know what I mean? They they were like what some of the pioneers of of KC rap music back oh, in the days. Tech, huh? You rock with tech. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Love tech, man. Uh, love yeah. the son, Dantes. Shout out to Dantes, man. Um, um, a lot of a lot of cool people from him, man. Like Joey Cool, like, like a lot of them, man. Like Chris Calico, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love them all, man. Like they all dope, man. Hey, speaking of you know, tech, man. Um, uh, what you think about, you know, I heard like on the Flavor Flav podcast because I always I always listen to the yeah, you know, yeah. stuff like hey what was um some of your uh favorite you know tech nine songs uh my my brand just going the song that he did uh uh actually I like that song he did he did with the rock uh yeah uh, mm, okay yeah the um I, I'm not trying to think of it too Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's only like six months old. Face my... off, face off, face <laughs> off. <laughs> face off, face off. That's right, face off. Yeah, yeah. Face, I, I like some of his early. I like some of his early, early stuff though. But uh, uh, he's mm. the one artist that I want to see in concert. I have not seen live yet, man. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we gotta I, make that happen. We gotta make that happen. He Damn. just oh, about six months ago where he played Kansas City last. Did you hit that one? Uh-uh, no, I didn't get to see that one. Every time I, every time I, he's the only one like him and, and a couple of other art, known artists from KC that I haven't really got to see yet. He's the only one out of Kansas City that knows everybody, that have seen everybody from Kansas City except me. And I haven't seen him live. I'm like, I'm the only one that haven't seen him live. I'm going to see so many of them live. Besides yeah. him, Chris Calico, and all all the strange music. I mean, they're, I've not seen like a couple of them. They're both actually coming. Chris Calico is coming next uh, month, November tenth, mm -hmm. Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. I, I moved to Vancouver. You guys getting all the shows up north? That's just it. When we came <laughs> when we when we came out of COVID, it's like everybody had to go on tour, and they all and that's one thing about having season tickets to my hockey team. 
is right. that I get first dibs at all these concerts. So I get to go see all these concerts all the time now, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so actually, yeah, Tech is actually in my town right now. He's uh I'm going to see him tomorrow tomorrow night. And you go you go have a blast with me, man. Have a blast, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll name I'll name drop if, if I end up getting to him, I'll name drop you. Right. <laughs> well, hey, you never know. I might have to go ahead and tell him because hey, you know he's a huge hip hop head, and you know he's a huge L Cool J fan too. You know he loves hip hop. So oh, if we say E Love, he's gonna be like, oh shit, E Love, oh hell yeah. He's like shit. Everybody, everybody know you. Game soundtracks coming out. I need to get tech tech on tech on uh song from tech for that soundtrack, man, for the video game. Um, what was it like sharing the stage so many great times with LL? Huh? What was it like sharing the stage so many great times with LL Cool uh, Last we went about seven, seven world tours, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the energy up there is just amazing. Just hearing something that you came up with in the bathtub and all those people rocking to that at that moment with uh, the GOAT. I mean, that that to me was... I mean, that was just, like, amazing. It was just like being next to MJ on stage. That was some of my most amazing moments. No fans and butts about it. Do you have a dream venue that you once performed in? I, you know, I just didn't know it would go. I, I knew it was going to be big. I just didn't know. And nobody knew at that time. Because when you're in the moment, you never really think about, you know, wow. It's not till after you stop and look back. and It's like, wow, you know. I did, did I do that? Yeah. What was what was the venue? Huh? What was the venue? It was in uh, Detroit. It was at the Joe Louis Arena. Nuts. There's oh. about 50,000 people there. Bananas. Between wow. the, the sports arena in Los Angeles, it was crazy. I mean, it was nuts. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what was going through your head when you first got nominated for that Grammy? I mean, those are things that used to watch and used to see MJ and Prince and, yeah, and good days. Whitney and this person. It's like, wow, you know. But you never thought it would be you someday. And uh, the fact that it all happened, and I, I kind of had a feeling. I just didn't know how long or how big, you know. But, yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, can we talk? I, 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 hey, I wanna I wanna say this though, man. I had to say this. You know what's so crazy? Like, um, I was I was looking at the I'm bad video and I was like, yo, y'all was so too cool for, to be, you know what I'm saying? Y'all was just too cool for school, man, when I seen that. And this the way you just always stepped on the box, man. I was just like, yo. Yeah, I got. I wish I could be one of them days. You know what I'm saying? I just want. I don't even want to be the rapper. I just want to be the one to just sit like, like E Love. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, what was one of your favorite, like, uh, music videos of of LLs? Like that, you know, uh, that you had fun having. Probably I'm bad. I think it was I'm bad. Mmm. That's my man Coco. Right. Not <laughs> yeah. I'm about to say yeah. You had him in the chokehold. <laughs> Coco, it was all up, looking crazy. So you know that right. was probably one of the better videos. Yeah. Right. And what was it like, like, like at that time when they with that album? Like, 
you know, it's a lot of things that was dope about that album. Like, tell me a little bit whenever you first heard about the album. Well, right after radio, uh, you know, we we kept we kept touring for a while. Then it was like, you know, back then it was different because after the songs start dying, the shows start, uh, the shows kind of like come to a halt. Right now, where you know, if you see singles dropping off, you can jump in somebody else's single coming out, or you can get on somebody's reality show. You have a lot of options to keep your career going between CDs. But right. back then, none of those options. When your song went off, you just like, okay, well, let's go studio the CD. You know, right. there's no. So we went to the studio and uh, started kicking around ideas, and he started coming with these lyrics. I'm like, wow, okay, we got. Make better tracks now, you know. So the better right. his lyrics, you have to make better tracks. So he would force all the producers to be to come with their best without even mm. saying, give me a best. You know, you, you see how hard he's working on these songs, so you have to start working as hard, if not harder, on the tracks. And the right. idea. And right, because he was kind of like he was kind of like, you know, MJ, you know what I'm saying? Like with, with the brass rings, you know what I'm saying? Like at the time, like like Working hard was like a must, you know. Like MJ and Bird at the same time, you know. Right. I mean, we days without you know, not without you know, leaving until we had a hit in right. our mind. No one is a hit. You just feel that that you kind of feel like I kind of knew Bad was going to take off, and then Michael Jackson came in Bad around the same time. Yeah. yeah. It's the, the song. And Michael on both magazines, on magazines you'll have Michael, you'll have uh, LL, who's bad, you know. So right, right away you start selling, you, you're selling your base, then you start jumping up to people that was buying Michael. Let me, let me hear this guy's stuff, you know. People that normally wouldn't, they started buying. That's what drove the sales up on the second. Um, how has THC and CBD changed your life? Oh man, 1989. That's the story. I didn't want to ask about it, but I didn't know if I could. Let me uh, let me grab a blunt. I'm just joking. Yeah, we're smoking. Uh, we're smoking right now. <laughs> yo, yo, I was, hey, we we have fun. We spoke. We chill. Hey, hey, yeah, we got like you know, there a may, little little uh, knockout version of of of, of, of champ, you know. This is called the Intimidator right here, right? Oh, shit. If, Yo, that motherfucker, nice. This oh. is my song right here. It's going to be in the stores in the States another 30 Really? 50. It's called the Let me know. I know a lot. Yeah, I'm done. He, he accidentally, I accidentally hit a button. I, are you good? No, no, no. You good? I I was just like, hey, I'll make sure that a lot of people don't get that. Yo, get that. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm definitely ship you guys a couple. It's called the Intimidator, bro. I bet. Also, if you, come, you, come, you come to this, Vancouver once a year, right? There's crystals inside here. This, is, this takes no water at all. It's oh, not really? It don't take no water. No, this is crystal. This is brand new technology. My boy made this for me. I have a brand coming out. It's going wow. to be a thousand to start. Wow. That's, yeah. That's, man, I don't think it's never been heard before. It's crazy. Oh, 
I have a strand of everything. I have CBD coming out. But I'm going to tell you how the whole CBD thing came about. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know, uh, tell us about it. Huh? Yeah, yeah tell, tell us, us about, about it. it. Yeah, tell us about it. Oh. 1989, right? 1989, we decided not to go to uh, the studio. We actually between... Big Endeavor and Walking with the Panther. So we're going to the studio. We were actually recording Walking with the Panther. So we decided to take Friday night off because we was going in there every night. So we said, let's just take a night off. Everybody do their own thing, right? So I got to Long Island to this event. On the way back from Long Island, uh, we pull over to this club. I'm with uh, two, two dudes from around my way, right? And... Uh, get out the car, I'm driving, we get out the car, we walk across the street. Now I'm in the middle, there's one guy on my left, one guy on my right. I'm in the middle, I'm kind of like blinged up, you know, got the ropes on, the nugget watches, nugget bracelet, bling on, you know, the whole nine. So I'm walking across the street, three guys roll up on me, guns going like this, yo, motherfucker, yo, run your shit, run your shit. They have hoodies on and a mask on, I can already see they fixed. So, other two guys, they just disappeared. They, they just fucking ran. Because they were all on me like this, right? So, I had my hat on the head of a hoodie. So, my hoodie came off. He was like, oh, so that's Elon. My man was like, I don't give a fuck who that is. Yo, run your shit right now, motherfucker. Run your shit. You get hot. They were talking crazy shit. All three of them. Wow. I right. said, not a 45 and a 357. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is going to go down like this. So I took off my bracelet. I went to reach to give it to him. So when he reached for I pushed the gun away from my face and took off to my right. The minute I, I, I bailed to my right, I got hit in the arm, chest, back, leg, stomach, groin, ankle, hip. Ankle. Wow. Eight. Got hit eight times. Right? So I'm in the hospital. I died about three or four times on the way to the hospital. I'm in the hospital. I see, look, look on the ground to my left. The whole floor is filled with blood. Not nah, blood's everywhere. I look to my left. Wow. See my pops. My pops is deceased at this point. And I only see half of him. And his hand was reaching to, to me like, give me a hand. Give me a hand. So I kept trying to reach him. The EMS guy kept pushed my hand down. He, so he strapped both of my arms down and they put a tube in my mouth and I looked to my left and he just disappeared right before my eyes, just like that. And next thing I, 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 I passed out. I wake up in the hospital. Oh, wow. Man. And the Doc CBD? And the CBD? There was what the CBD? I wake up in the hospital with the tube in my mouth, tube in my, in my nose, my hand strapped down, and somebody is making an X on my forehead. But it's not an X. It was a cross. It was giving me my last rites. Oh. So I tried to talk about it to my mouth, to my nose. I couldn't talk. And uh, they were giving me my last rites. I saw my mom, Todd, LL, you know, cut. Brother, sisters, Russell was over there. Some other people from Def Jam. I was like, I'm not going out like this. And I'm going to get to the CBD part 
the CBD kicked in after being in the hospital two and a half years on my second surgery. Uh, my in intestines was not healing. I had this thing called a fistula. So they said, man, we don't know what to do because we're trying everything. This infection, serious. This infection could kill me, right? There's only one thing left that we did not try. We didn't want to talk about this until everybody was gone. It was just me and my two doctors in my room. He pulls up the chair. He takes off his mask. You know, he just went surgery. He said, hey, man, I'm going to be straight, brutally blunt with you. We got one last thing to try. And this is all experimental shit right here, bro. I don't know what's the matter. So uh, I can talk about this to anybody because you are an adult and you have to make your own decision. Uh, if this does not work, you'll probably die. Okay, what are we going to do? This is this thing called CBD. We got to infuse it with THC, but we're going to put it in a cocktail. It's going to be a needle in your neck hanging there. So you can't move. You have to lay still for 30 days. Are you okay with that? can't even go to the bathroom. You have to just roll to the side. Any wrong movement of that needle, you can punch your juggle and you can just bleed out. So you have to lay still. You have to lay like this. I just think that I, I can move. So, like in a coffin. So I'm practicing for what might be reality. Right, right. CB and THC. And I was also taking this thing called CMOS. Are y'all familiar with CMOS? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Frank, Frank, Nitti's always, Frank Nitti's always talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. But see, I, uh, I'm from the Caribbean, right? St. Thomas, you know, down by Puerto Rico, right? Yep. Right. So, uh, see, the real CMOS comes from the Caribbean. The stuff you get in the States here, it's, been, it's manufactured. It's not Factor, yeah. We yeah. have boats. We have a company. We've been doing this for about 25 years, my family. Uh, if you go to Alkaline Farms, you'll see what we're talking about. Uh, that's that's website? Alkaline Farms. Uh, okay. I'm going to send you the text. Hey, we'll plug, we'll plug that in there. Right. Uh, hey, when, when did you first meet Run DMC? Oh, man, one of those guys. Man, I met Jam. I met Jam Master J. Jay was uh, like IP Jam Master J. Man, the one of the one of the gods of DJ. And one reason I think a lot of people wanted to DJ, uh, just like you know, what I'm saying Jam Master J. It's always Jam Master J. Grandmaster Flash. You know what I mean? Like all the DJs that's always been cutting it up. DJ Cool Hurt. Like how how was it like? Being with uh, Jam Master Jay and Run, man, you know the kings of rock. Jay, Jay and Run, D man. Uh, I met Jay uh, for the first time with uh, Todd uh, LL, and uh, we were just chopped it up. He was talking music, and I used to see Jay in school for a little while because we was going to the same high school, and I transferred out, went to a different high school after that. But uh, Jay was one of my guys. I saw where this happened because of Jay. Real talk. I mean. He's one of the guys. I'm like, and DJ, like, so I'm gonna wear a hat. <laughs> right, right. Looking so cool. I said, I would put the hat on, you know. So I mean, he's the reason why I have this hat on. Real talk, I have to say that. Uh, you know, Jay's one of my dudes. When that happened to him, I was heartbroken. You know. Uh, right. so, how many fedoras? How many fedoras do you have? Huh? How many fedoras do you have? I, I got about 200 hats. I got all types of clothes. Uh, 
I'm yeah, I mean, at least 200, easy. You like the Fedora King, man. You know what's so crazy? Like, I think a lot of people shout out to Conway the machine because he started wearing fedoras. I was like, yo, he kind of reminds me of, of E-Love, man, because the only ones who really was wearing fedoras, you know, was, was Jam Master Jay, you know what I'm saying, and you, you know? Yeah, Jay got me, Jay got me wearing this thing. I mean, if it was not for Jay, I, I probably wouldn't be wearing this hat. Real talk. Thanks. Yeah. And, and, you, and speaking you, of Jam Master J, man, hold on. Speaking of, speaking of Jam Master J, man, how was it being in one of the greatest hip hop movies and having with you your first scene in a movie with L. Cool J and Jekyll and Hyde? And I forgot, yo. Yo, that's Jekyll and Hyde, too. I was like, yo, that's crazy. Yo, behind, you know, all these posters, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Mr. Jalil from Houdini because I looked at it. I was like, yo, that's Houdini's, you know what I'm saying? What, you know, the the, the escape, you know, RP ecstasy. How was it feel? How was it the feeling of being a part of it? Because y'all, y'all was fly. You could tell that y'all made y'all's appearance in, in that scene. Like, how was that? I mean, you had, you had, I mean, look, you're competing. I mean, look at everybody in the movie. So you try to always do your best in the movie with New Edition. I mean, right. girls are just walking over New Edition all over the country. Then you have Blair Underwood, and, you know, Blair was a big, big rising star at that time. Yep. You had Run DMC, the King of Rock. So it's like, oh man, they had the fat boys and Curtis Blow. So yeah, they. Curtis Blow, shout out to Curtis Blow, uh, Hip Hop Alliance. I gotta, I gotta shout him out. Big uh, Billboard baby, all of them, yo. Shout out to them. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, the talent that was in that movie, up and down, was like, you can make a movie like that nowadays because you know, it'd be too many egos involved, bro. Right, and Sheila E. Like y'all had Sheila E. When she was like with Prince, like what? Like I was like. Yo, I was like, yo, this woman right here, and and I see, I have seen Sheila E perform for free over here in Paradise Light in Kansas City, and I I tell you, that woman can, I, I'm like, yo, this is straight, you know, because she's straight pop but hip hop, you know what I mean? Because she's so much all all type of you know cultures all in one, and when she drums, she drum like oh, I know. That had to have been a wonderful experience to be with a group of all-stars like that. Exactly. Keep in mind you had Russell in there, Leon there, and Rick in there. I mean, seriously. Yeah. You can too, do too, Yeah. Too many brainiacs in there. Right. Too many brainiacs. Too many, you know, master geniuses right there. And, and look who, I don't know if you know about uh, George Jackson, Doug McHenry. You know, Doug was the, the director. George, yeah. oh, he was one. Of, I mean, those guys did a string of movies, and they all hit big. In that right. Cover. I mean, that was big. So uh, the whole slate from top to bottom rock. Right. What was one of your favorite parts in Curse Groove? Huh? What was one of your favorite scenes? It was, uh, like, how was it? What was your favorite scene in it? Box. Box. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to hear it. I just had to hear it. Yo, this is crazy. Box. When I heard that, I was like, yo, this is LL at his finest. 
You could tell how confident he was because he was like, I ain't hearing this shit. Fox, we getting this. And when he goes, you know me, with what I can't live without my radio, and you hear that. Yeah. So to see the stardom from that younger, younger before that, finally boom, it's like here comes the takeover. Yeah. Takeover. It was a a wave. It was a wave after that. Takeover. Grace, we 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 actually touched on that like a second before you dropped in. How I'm the only idiot that hasn't seen the episode, hasn't seen the movie. What? You haven't watched it. You gotta. You gotta watch it, man. I know. I Crush gotta Groove. go. I, this I is the things you now. gotta watch. You gotta watch Crush Groove. Well, first off, you gotta watch Wild Style. You gotta watch Crush yeah. Groove, and you gotta watch B Street. Yeah, yeah. I seen. I seen Wild Style. Check out Breaking while you're at it too. Oh yeah, you gotta break in and breaking too. Yeah, no. RP. Yeah. Directed one. My boy wrote one and directed two. Okay. No shit. Yeah, really. Yeah, David Zito. Yeah, Charlie Parker. He's from New Jersey. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Charlie Parker. Yo, oh. that's crazy. Oh, hey, what was one question I always wondered? Uh, what was your relationship with uh, Tupac? Oh man, I, I met <laughs> Tupac, Bobcat, DJ Bobcat. Uh, yeah. Uh, that that rolled with us. What up, Bob? Uh, Bobcat cousin Dinon skills. Dinon was like, "Yo, e, yo, he kept beeping me crazy." I'm like, "Where am I beep?" So finally, you know, this is beeper days. I finally was fun. Like, What's up, D? Yo, man, yo, 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 what you doing? Yo, I got this artist, man. Yo, you gotta hear this one, bro. This is the one. <laughs> he is the. He kept raving about the kid for like 15 minutes. I'm like, "Yo, what's his name?" He finally said, "Tupac." I'm like, "Tupac." Oh, okay. I just had to think for a second because it was real difficult. Everybody back in the day, this this when rappers had uh uh DJ Rock, DJ Rock D. You know, everybody's name was something like that. And all of a sudden, you heard Tupac. Wow, okay. I right. mean, I'm different. You so the man I heard heard him. I was like, dude, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt about it. This was special. No, and he was, you know. So me and Bob did some songs with him on All Eyes, and uh, Bob did more songs with him than I did. You know, did like two, three songs. Actually, two's coming out next year. But uh, Bob did a string of songs and still have not came came out. So, yeah. Okay. So you got right. un, you got unheard pox songs. Huh? You got unheard pox songs? Oh, uh, Bobcat does. Yeah. No, couple, I'm not a couple producers it though. They oh yeah. Right now. That's awesome. That's sweet. right. Yo, I had to ask. I had to ask you, man, because I don't know. I don't know because I didn't see you at the like at the at the stage. But um, Apollo, was he there at the Apollo when when all those girls rushed that? Oh, he was trying to keep his posure. I think I was in the hospital. Keep in mind, I was in the hospital for three. Oh, really? Okay. I think I missed two there, something like that, because. Uh, I got shot in '89, so I was in the hospital for a couple of years. That's when you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. see, they have social media, right? So right. See, they it was stay in social media every day. Okay. But, have you ever heard about it though? Huh? Have you ever heard about about that time whenever he got rushed on stage with by all them girls? Uh, somebody, uh, who? Uh, I think 
with somebody, uh, somebody told me, oh yeah, yeah, Paul, I heard about the story. Yeah, tell me about it. Right. I well, I remember. I remember they. Um, he would start singing, "I need love." And oh. next thing you know, he started bringing the, the, all the girls start coming up. And once they started coming up, they started oh. kind of rushing up. He started laughing. He trying to he trying to keep his composure, singing, rapping the song. <laughs> he couldn't, you know. They, it got so bad that the, you know that the yeah. um, the bodyguards had to get on stage and kind of you know separated them. You know what I mean? And he had to go back to you know rapping. Like he never, you didn't never hear about that. No, I, I mean, I heard, a, I, I've heard stuff. I think uh, a couple of people. Uh, who else was on that ticket that night? I, I forgot who was all on that ticket, but I remember it was L. I remember it was L, and I remember it was like you know because they always had appearances, you know, special guest appearances. So yeah. I, don't, I forgot who was all on there. It was, it's been a long time. It was because I actually remember yeah. watching the reruns of it. You know okay. what I mean? Because it was back in '87. I wasn't born yet. I was. Yeah. I was just about to be yeah. born. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the one of the favorite songs I always have had is "Going Back to Cali." Oh uh, my gosh, I'm going back to Cali. Wow, uh, oh finally, uh, man, I love this song. Like, yeah, how uh, was it making that? Incredible, my guy. Uh... My guy Roy King, he played the horns in the in the start of the song, and I just kept hearing it, and I'm like, I just hear it, and he just went in there, and I said, this is the guy who's gonna put the horns down. You know, there's a couple of uh, sax players that came through, but I'm like, this is the guy right here, Roy King. You know, uh, Roy is solid. He's one of the best sax players in the game, right from the East Coast. He plays with everybody. I mean, he, he makes his rounds in all types of different music. He is solid with that horn. Roy King, what up? Do you right, think? Yo, that's one of my, that's always one of my favorite songs. I remember, like, the first time. Yeah, I heard about, I mean, he kills he kills it. Right, right. First time I ever heard that song, like, I was young, but I always, always used to watch R.P. to my A. Marilyn K. Because I used to go to my A. Marilyn K's. And they used to always have, I think they used to have the little reruns and stuff. Stuff on um, Yo and TV rap sometimes, yeah. and I remember they played going back to Cali, and I was like, "Yo!" And then whenever every time I got young, I got older and older, and then the first time I wanted to go to Cali, the first song I thought about was that because yeah, the thing about that song was like if you wanted to go to Cali, nine times out of ten people would either play those songs going back to Cali from 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 you and from Notorious B.I.G. You know what I mean? Like any any California, you know what I mean? But everybody will always wanted to, you know, listen to that type of type of beat, man. Like for real. And and it it was so different too. Like, yeah. do you think a little bit of um Rick Rock uh, Rick Rubin helped you? Oh um, Rick Rick was the master. I mean, he was, he was the master ceremony in that piece. That was all Rick pretty much. You know, my guy, I just bought the guy that did the horns, but uh, Rick was the master ceremony in that piece, man. He did his thing, no doubt about it. But the horns set it off. It set the move for everything else that was about to follow. Right. Yeah, we have we have a drinking game also when we do interviews. Uh, 
every time Prince Allen gives a shout out to somebody that I don't know, we drink. So every time. <laughs> Yo, I had to say it. RP to my cousin because I lost my cousin last last week. Oh, last man. weekend. Yeah, yeah from a, he just fairly got murdered. Oh. And it's crazy because he was one of the he was a he was a huge hip hop fan. He was the reason why I wanted to even rap because because we used to always listen to him and we used to always see him pose like y'all, like my cousin always. You know what I mean? Like one of the rap, and it's funny about him is because like he was so talented. Like he would write his, he was he would write his verse and his full song, and then he'll remember it like that, and he won't even have to talk about it no more. He'll have it in his head and wouldn't even have it by his lyrics or nothing. He would always spit it out, and it's crazy because like it really killed us because it was just like yo, I used to always hear about this stuff, man, and he was the reason why I loved L. Cool J and, and stuff like that, and, um, because him and my other cousin, my other cousin thinks he's L. Cool J still. You know, you still got a lot of men thinking they L. Cool J, you know what I mean? So, it was just like, yo, um, it was just the greatest uh, thing, man. Cousin, brother, I mean, seriously, I mean, my condolences from the heart, I mean, that is how old? Man, he was um he was 56. He was 56 years old. And, and all he wanted to do was music, man. He, he he wanted to do music until he died, man. And and it's crazy because just listening to, you know, y'all, man, that's what keeps me alive because he's I remember the first time I the last time I remember talking to him, he said keep music alive. And that's the that's what we do, man. And and gonna, listen to y'all's music. We're going to dedicate one of the songs from the soundtrack in his honor. How about we do that? Let's have a drink. Oh, my God. Let's, have, let's have a drink to him. And man, thank you. Thank you. Yo, I swear. You don't know how much that means to me. From you, E-Love, no that means the world to me. Because I'm a hip-hop head because of not only him, you all of y'all, I go back to the essence. I go on, I get on Clubhouse, shout out to ADHD and and um and impact culture and um what's my other favorite ones? Um impactful culture. I think you might have seen Jerry before because he was at the Rock the Bells concert. Okay. Um that was just here. Uh that was just there. Um I, all these people, because I love talking about hip hop, man, because of people like him. And just hearing this from you means the world. <laughs> hey, I don't care. It, it, it don't even have to be L. It can just be from you, man. So that means an honor. Small things that count to me. For real. Uh, brother, my, my condolences. I, I'm really blown away by that. You know, uh, I'm actually having a town hall uh, within the next two weeks. Do you know who Karen Bass is? Karen Bass. Now that sounds familiar. I know that sounds familiar. I, I remember. Oh man, she's a congressman, right? In the yeah. state of California. But oh, she's yeah. She's in. She's like Maxine Waters, right? Yeah, yeah, Real, yeah. She's running for mayor of Los Angeles. Really? I'm doing a town hall at Robert F. Kennedy High School in 
career town in Los Angeles. Uh, okay. the, she's going to come to the town hall. We're going to have celebrity panels. I'll probably bring out LL, Janet Jackson, Tiffany Haddon, Eve, Flavor Flav. Uh, wow. Client, uh, Michaela Onifree. She played basketball at UCLA. Now she plays for the Liberty. She won Rookie of the Year first year in the NBA, in the WNBA. Uh, she's right. been our friend, and I have DeAnthony Melton, who played for the Grizzlies last summer. I mean, last mm. we got just got traded to the 76ers. Sixers, yeah, yeah. That's my that's one of my clients. So yeah, you're kind of like that, taking questions from all the kids that are seniors. And juniors that's going to be voting in the next run for mayor because she's running against a guy named David Caruso, a Donald Trump wannabe that's a billion mm. that's trying to buy the office of mayor. You know, he runs around right. everything. So Snoop is endorsing them lately. Right? I'm like, Snoop, hold up, brother. How about this? Hey, bro? Seriously, I mean, come on, man. Rick Caruso, man. Right. And after he, he, you know, if, if he heard it from you, because he loves going back to Cali now. Now, now, come on, Snoop. Come on, man. Uncle Snoop. Listen to Uncle L, man. <laughs> and Uncle E. Love. Karen has done the people right. She deserved to be mayor. So uh, I have a bunch of different people coming up for, uh, for, for Karen Bass as uh, the next mayor of Los Angeles. You know, right. I mean, are you? you know, Snoop's my guy, but I'm just like, man, this is serious. You can't have no Donald Trump wanting to be taken office here in LA. Can't have that. So, right, well, we can't have that. We already having uh, a horrible time, especially in LA too. <laughs> I mean, they've been having a horrible time right now. We've been hearing about LA right now. RP. PNB Rock, you know what I mean? Like, he just got killed in L.A. Like, it's really bro, a war zone out bro, there. Bro, man, that thing right there is so disgusting and stuff. See, I have a, you know, I, I normally hit the uh, campaign trail, and my cause is gun control, you know. Right. Uh, a lot of artists, a lot of people in the last 10, 20 years, people have been getting murdered since the 80s. Since the pipeline from 90 from the south to 95, since they've been shipping all the guns from the south to New York City and Jersey and Philly. Okay. So the minute they flooded the streets and the urban areas with all the guns, not a big deal. The minute it started hitting their side of town, it's a big deal. Right. Now, now all the mothers come out against guns now after it reaches your front yard. Yeah. Hey, are you exactly. still doing? Sorry, are you yeah. still doing virtual reality? Big deal. What's up? Are you still doing virtual, virtual reality? reality? Oh, yeah, yeah. The VR. No, I live in Tokyo half the year, right? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Tokyo. Yeah. Yo, hey, hey, how was, how was it just like having your own game? And, and, and because I was, I was looking at it and I was like, yo, man, it's, it's pretty dope, you know, coming from that because that we had the you know point right now. Everybody's VR and you know what I'm saying doing all these type of you know Bro, good dope. I, I raised. I moved. I moved to Tokyo 2014. Okay. 
2015, I raised my seed round for my company, VR Innovator. I raised my seed round. I started working on my video game called Fearless D. D stands for Drift King. Uh, the face of my racing game is a guy by the name of the Drift King. Are you familiar with him? Isn't he from Fast and the Furious? He's exactly. He's the guy yeah. that started Fast and Furious. That's why they made number three after him, Tokyo Drift, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 is the face of my racing game, right? So uh, we started developing the game. Then I, I told my VC I'm going to have a comic, the first Tokyo International Comic Con in Tokyo. This is 2016. Wow. He says, "Hey, who are you going to bring?" I said, "Stan Lee." He said, "Oh man, no way!" Wow. You can't get Stan Lee. What do you mean I can't get Stan? He said, "You Stan can't Lee." Get Hey, Stan Lee is the man. Hey, hey, I think Stan Lee, I think he loves hip hop because, you know, they had a huge thing with Mama Said Knock You Out with the, you know, Punisher. So, you know what I mean? So I think Stan Lee is a hip hop type of guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a, and you're 100% right. Check this out, right? So, so what do you mean you can't get Stan Lee? He says, well, we offered Stan Lee millions of dollars to come. He would never call back. I said, what are you talking about? I said, yo, man. Pull out my phone, hook my phone up to their computer, ask Stanley on Skype in 20 minutes. I say, hey, Stanley, I go, hey, 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 where are you? Where are you, What's up in Tokyo? Why? What are you doing out there? I said, Stanley, I just uh, raised the seed round for my company. I'm going to have a Comic-Con Tokyo, December 2016. I, I want to know if you're available in these three dates. I'm ready to wire you a million five tomorrow to lock you in. Are you available these three dates, Stan? Yes, you eat no problem. You're putting the thing together. Me and my partners right here. Hey, guys. Uh, ah! They couldn't even talk. They were like, wow. Ah! <laughs> I, I had right. why is Why me this money in my account today? Stan, I'll, I'll sign the paperwork, sign you off, shoot the one five they can't lock you in. Done deal. Nothing to talk about. Had the deal done in 15 minutes. I bought Stan Lee to the first Tokyo International Comic Con 2016. Wow. We had 150,000 people there three straight days. Oh, wow. Now that's huge. You can't get no you can't get no bigger than Stan Lee. Like this is the man who makes, you know, the Punisher, Captain America, Hulk I mean, you know what I mean? The 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 classic comic books, you know what I mean? Like everybody knows about, you know, the amazing the amazing Spider-Man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and having him at something like that and you being a part of it, not only hip hop, but that's freaking history. Tokyo International Comic Con. We had 150,000 people there, three straight days. I got all the footage, all the pictures. You'll see. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for that. I'm be, I'm so amped for that. Were you there for the Tokyo Olympics? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna re-release our because we had these iconic T-shirts. I'm gonna re-release the, the um, vintage version of that for either this December or next December. All right, cool. Hey, yo, Wait. I had to talk about the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, man. Yeah, of course. Was, how how was it? How was it? You know, did you did you get a trophy too? Cause I know you had to, because you had to have been part of it. 
So how was it being a part of the inductee, you know what I'm saying, being about, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, one of the historic ones with, you know, Jay-Z and the and the food, food fighters, you know what I mean? Uh, Eminem. How, how was it, you know, being a part of that stage with Eminem? Because, you know, it's crazy because Eminem, you know, he loves L. And he's always he's always supporting. You know he's always supporting them. And it's crazy because he did Rock the Bells the same way he did it on the Hip Hop Honors Def Jam, you know what I mean, like five, ten years ago. Like, how was a part of being a part of that? And with Dr. Dre, you know what I mean, Thanos himself. No. Oh, I'm getting a phone call. Hello? Hello? Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah good. we got you. Okay. No, that, that was an iconic moment. Just just being on stage looking at seeing the food fire, Paul McCartney, uh, Jay-Z, I mean, Beyonce. I mean, just seeing just, just seeing everybody that you're seeing, you know, uh at that moment is um, right. Even even with Gil Scott Heron, you know what I mean? Shout out to Gia Scott Heron, you know what I mean? Cause she was part of uh yeah, he was part of that um, inducting ceremony too. It was just, it's like, wow. I mean, he, he was just blown away. I mean, I'm like, wow. Did that right. just happen? You know, uh, to top it off with uh, Dre giving the acceptance, and, 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 and we have an incredible picture with uh, yeah. Dre, M, L, Cut, and Z Trip. It's on my IG at E Love Global. You gotta go to my IG and see this picture. It's 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 incredible because I'm right in the center of the picture, and everybody's like right and right. It's like you know, right, right. How about hey, that? You know, it, me you with it, two of the greatest. All right, you got you got the goat before, <laughs> and now you got the goat after, and you got the, another goat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's a damn near multi He might be a billion. Well, he is a billionaire. He got to be now. You know, See, like we don't worry, I, we're dropping the we're dropping the picture in. We're dropping the picture in and right here. Oh he's yeah, the, we got to. <laughs> he's the business, man. Period. He's the business. He's the right. business. Are you working like, on a, are you working I'm on a new book? Film to music to technology. He's the business, man, and the story and beyond, man. He's the business. Period. Are Third you working? Guy, he's one of them. No dust spot. Are you working on a new book? I'm working on a book right now. I have a reality show that's coming out. I have a sneaker line with uh, a couple of NBA players, a couple of WNBA players. We have uh, cleats with our baseball, soccer, and football, NFL players, Major League Baseball. We have a, lot, a sneaker line that's coming out with uh, cleats for baseball, soccer, baseball, soccer, and uh, football, uh, boxing shoes. We have several boxes that we're working with right now, including yeah. Roly. Uh, Roly's one of my guys. And uh, Tiafimo Lopez. He's a former lightweight champion. also now a champion again after the last fight in, in uh, Vegas about four weeks ago. Uh, that's my godson. He's one of the top fighters in the game right now. What is your personal highlight? Uh man, I, I have a lot of highlights. It's 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 so hard because you have you have numerous moments that just keep meaning more. Yeah, like uh, 
one of my highlights right now, I'm doing a, uh, I'm working with a civil rights attorney right now. And uh, uh, we have several things that we're doing on the humanitarian side. We actually put about 300 kids through college in the last 12 years. Okay. And uh, I put over close to a million dollars, little, no, way over a million dollars into this amount of personal money. Because it's really important for me to see kids make it. Yeah. I have a foundation where we give kids tuition, we pay all the tuition, all the books, all the room and board. They have to worry about their bills. That's all it's paid, and they just have to focus on their work. Yeah. We have about 150 kids in the last six years, easy. So uh, that's something that, to me, is very important. Yeah. I always want to give back to you, always. I have a program that's setting kids up right now in the city to uh, get free classes on coding, programming, and video game development. I have a deal where I'm getting 500 computers, 500 laptops, desktops, uh, Unity program, Unreal programs, and other programs to, that uh, you can make software to uh, make the game go fast and upgrade your video game technology. What's your favorite? Piece? I, I I was about to say this. Hold on, I was gonna say this. It's a kid right now who's, who's trying to come up in the game, and he he don't know how to make it. But at the end of the day, like what what would you tell that kid who's who's trying to come up right now and and actually you know it might have a buzz, might not have a buzz. Like what would you tell like the upcoming artists right now? Uh, how old are we talking? I mean, it could be it could be um, young, you know. what I'm saying up, up and coming, or anything like any well, any no, advice. Really, kid, nineteen is a different conversation. I'm just, you know. right, right. I mean, any any anything, you know. what I'm saying any advice, you know, for a kid um, coming up. This, this is a business where you just have to be realistic with. You have to be real with yourself at that thing. Uh, everybody's. Situation is different. Some people go all the way, which is very, this is like sports. A lot of guys play sports in high school. They're really good. Some, some get like scholarship. They're really good in college. They're really good. They make the papers, they make the highlights. They get raised. Then they play against guys that's just as good as they are. Majority can't go to the next level. Yeah. The next level type of thing. Yeah. Every artist is going to have different challenges. And some artists have a good label that pushes them and spend marketing on. Some artists have a better street team that work harder, even though this guy who has more money, but he has harder workers. So he's going to get your billboards and posters up in more places. And this guy with a bigger machine, because he's lazy. So and the, the workers is like, ah, we'll, we'll get to it later, you know. We're going to go to a strip club later instead of taking your business, you know, because they pay the rent. So they're not as hungry as those guys over here. So even though they have more money, sometimes the guy with less cash wins the race, you know. So, yeah, I'm all about the uh, startup. For example, the guys that funded my company in, in Japan, uh, they started the company with $400,000 12 years, 12, 14 years ago. That 
400,000, they started a video game company. They made two video games and they hit, and they hit big. Asia has 4.5 billion people. We only have 350 million. So those two games, when they hit, that $400,000 turned into $1.2 billion. So they gave me seed finance to get my company. This is a publicly traded company we're talking. Okay. Video right. game. That's see the reality show is called In That Corner, and we already have the theme song that was recorded by Chuck D of Public Enemy. And, yep. and another hot artist named Chris Payne featuring Chris Payne. Chuck D featuring Chris Payne. Chris Payne is Chuck D's. Chuck been mentoring Chris Payne for about 12 years. They've been in Roller Martin together. And uh, this theme song is bananas. <laughs> you hear that? Yo, I can't wait. Shout out to Chuck D and Chris Payne. Never heard Chuck this before ever, man. You know what I'm saying? So when I flip this single over, right, it's going to be Chuck D on one side, and we're going to get uh, you get Tech Nine on the other side. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that'd be dope. <laughs> Yo, oh my God, you heard it first. Tech, I hope you've watched this and I'm going to tag you in it because he's been on Facebook and I'm going to be like, yo, hey, I'm going to have to give this to you. He upset this. He's probably going to blow his mind. Blow my, whole, my whole mission tomorrow night is to find, my whole mission tomorrow night is to find Tech Nine. I'm going four hours early to try to introduce myself and give him a business card. Like, I don't know how to get a hold of them. I've tried every other way to get a hold of them. I don't. Oh, nothing. Pardon me? What's that? You both up. Oh, I've spent, like, the last years trying to get Tech 9. So I'm going tomorrow to get him <laughs> four hours early, hoping I that I can him. see him. Right. And I told him, I told him it's, it's, a, it's a special kind of way to get Tech sometimes because Everybody's, you know, especially his his family and his friends, they they hella busy. <laughs> they be like just, busy. But he be on Facebook, so I can slip him this little uh, message right now. Shout out to you, Tech, because he love the one of the greatest hype men. Cause you know, Flavor Flavor said it, you know what I mean? And you know he's a huge hip hop head and he loves L. He's gonna have to hear this. We're like, yo, Tech and Nina. Aaron D. Yates, hear this right now. We need you. And D.E. Love wants you on his song. We just got this exclusive. So we shout you out and we'll tell him. <laughs> uh, bro, you're down with this single right here. I already have a song by Chuck D. and uh, Chris Payne. It's fire. In that corner, it's the theme song for the reality show. Called in that corner. Okay. Wow. Wow. You, you, we heard this first, man. <laughs> all, all types ends up in this piece. We got some sports guys also, and some boys from the tech world. And you'll see them work in my video game as we get going each week. Hey, see my office in Fuzhou, China. The building that looks like the Star Trek building that costs a hundred mil. The building costs a hundred mil. Okay. I don't need no car to cost 100. The building's good enough. And that's not going anywhere. Okay. So, 
Chris, can I hit him with a couple uh, fun questions before we wrap her up? We got to keep this under an hour to make sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. I just wanted to say one thing to him, though. Yo, we've just talked about Chuck D, okay? Huge, huge fan. Shout out to Chuck, you know, and and Hip Hop Alliance. Any good memory? If you could figure out any dope story or funny, it could be funny of Chuck D. Oh. Uh, I don't have any funny stories. I, mean, I got or, of- or any story, any cool story. Or DJ Chuck, chill out. Yeah, I love it all. Hip hop. You're you're flatting him right now. No, I'm not flatting him. I'm not flatting him. This is a dope one. No, I mean, me and Chuck hung most of the business circles. It wasn't really that personal, you know. Because a lot of times he would just zoom out and do his own thing and, you know, just you have people with him. So, but, um, right. Uh, None comes to my mind right away. All right. All right. Any cool story or any 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 dope story with DJ Chuck? Chill out. Chuck, chill out. Mm, not really, no. Our paths crossed when it was like, he was hitting the club. He was a DJ. What's up, Chuck? You know, he's always working. And, you know. Okay. Never- or any story from anybody from the past? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got, I got, I got, I got I'm, man. That comes to mind. Man, uh, it's a lot of these stories is in the book. Um, yes, we got to plug the book right now. We're plugging. The oh, book yeah, yeah. We got to plug the book. Yeah, tell us about that, man. For real. Since we're talking about we're talking about memories, you know what I mean? So tell us about a little bit of the book. Huh? I, I said, tell us about the book. Yeah, the book is called Famous for a Week, right? Famous for a week started off when I came to the States. You know, I came here as a kid from the Caribbean. And I was uh, about seven, about eight, nine in the Bronx. And I met these two women. They lived right next door to me. And long story short, we started talking. And uh, they told me they were producers. So what do you produce? They said, we have a reality show. I mean, we have a TV show called um, Wonderama. It's a Sunday. I said, Wonderama, that's my favorite show. I said, hey, can I get tickets? It's right. <laughs> right. No, I, I need three because my two sisters are going to come. She said, wow, okay. I'll give you three then, right? So next day, they gave me three tickets. I said, how are you going to get here? They said, we're going to take you. It's in Manhattan. You guys ain't old enough to get on the train alone. They took us down to the city. Parked the car. I can't help but to notice when we turned the corner. There was a long line around the block. So I'm looking like, wow. All white kids and Asian kids. And now uh, there was three black kids at the end of this line. If you drove by, you would swear that slavery was still happening, right? It was one of those lines. So we finally got inside and I heard a voice. I'm like, that's Bob McAllister. He's the host of Wonderama. And this is my favorite TV show. So I ran right up to me. I said, excuse me, guys. Hey, Bob, love your TV show. You're the best host in TV. 
I'm here to win something. I'll be over there with the other kid. Great. <laughs> I took off. This man says, <laughs> he's looking around like, okay. So he finally calls me after six kids. He calls me. I come on down. Hey, young man, do you know the name of Bird on Sesame Street? I'm like, wow. When I was a kid, I didn't really watch TV. I only watched TV with the volume down during the program and up during the commercial. Um, I'm just yelling, Big Bird, Big Bird. It's a Big Bird. He's going to go there and pick a prize. All types of new bikes. And we only had one bike. It was about seven of us. And uh, the normal choice would be to take that bike. But I didn't do that. I went with this toy that I saw every day after school in the commercial called the Magic Cat. I said, I'm going to take the Magic Cat. Took the Magic Cat. I got home, did the same thing the guy did the commercial that I saw every day. I put the cape on, pulled out the wand, closed my eyes, and nothing came out. <laughs> I thought money and bikes and toys was coming out. Right. So my sister's like, stupid, this is fake. It does not work. The commercial is not real. I say a dumb commercial all the time. And you're up in front of the TV when it's on. I said, okay. I get to school the next day. Then I get in the bus in the morning. I saw you on Wonder Woman. How'd you get tickets? Because it's impossible to get tickets. The waiting list was five years long just to get tickets for this. The live TV show that came on every Sunday. So all the people in class saw me on the show because they were watching the show. So I'm sitting there in class. My teacher comes in, Miss Sheriff. Good morning, Miss Sheriff. Good morning, boys and girls. Well, I was home yesterday watching TV with my kids, and I saw one of my favorite TV shows because every kid watched this TV show. Right. Uh, we saw Wonder Woman. Earl, why don't you stand up and tell everybody how you got tickets? <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, well, I met two producers. They took a liking to me. They gave me one ticket. That I said, no, I need two more for me and my two sisters. So she said, okay, I'm going to give you three tickets. So she brought me down. The minute I came inside, I ran right up to Bob McCall. I said, hey, Bob, love you, show you. Best TV show in the game. Best host in there. And I sat down. Bob called me because he liked my personality. So Bob called me and uh, <laughs> what's the name of Bird and Sesame Street? Big Bird and Bump. Bob offered me a copy to come back on next season. So I'll be back on next season. Wow. That week, all the girls would buy me cookies. They started carrying my lunch. They started walking me home. Oh, that's why. So for that week, I was famous for a week. And that's the name of the book. Go get it. It'll be out 2023. The soundtrack to Fail is D. We got everybody on the soundtrack. East Coast, West Coast, South, the whole, the whole mix. And uh, I got a couple 
I got a couple fun ones. I had to put the sunglasses on just because I've been smoking, and I had a couple of vodka waters so while we were talking. Right, so and, he, and, he's, they, and he's vibing today. I, so I, see I had to put the sunglasses very... on, turn the lights off a little bit, right. just turn it down a little. Um, I got to hit him with a couple fun questions. All right, go ahead. Do you have a favorite sports franchise? Ah, uh, man. Uh, I love the Yankees. I love New York. I love the Yankees. No doubts about it. The Yankees. If you had to eat if pancakes or waffles for the rest of your life, which would you choose? Just waffles. What's on your playlist? Yes, Playlist is everything from uh, I got the chronic in there. I got uh, Bob Marley songs in there. I got a little bit of Hootie and Blowfish in there. Got some uh, Jay Z in there. I got uh, NWAs in there for sure. You say you come to Vancouver or to Whistler, anyways, all the time. Do you know what a Canadian tuxedo is? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I've heard, heard of it, yeah. Yeah, it's a denim on denim. So it's like a denim jacket with a denim denim jeans. Oh, uh, it's fashion? I thought like, it was like it, a... Like a it's, no, like no, a, no. It's, it's jean, jean jacket, jean jeans, and yeah, Canadian, I guess. I've never had one personally, but... Uh, okay. Um, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Uh, gotta be able to fly. <laughs> okay, I would always want to know what the girl that I was on a date with was thinking, <laughs> just so I knew when she ran away what the hell she was thinking. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> are you a cat or a dog person? Dog. Okay. If you were a flavor, what would you be? Not flavor. Chocolate. I always go with mint because I'm fucking mint. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then uh, big booty or big breasts? Booty. Good answer. Hey, because Sheila had a big old butt. I try to tell <laughs> you that'll be true. <laughs> Sheila got a big old butt, so I'm leaving you. So, Prince, we got to wrap her up here. Uh, we got to let him go, too. 